right, welcome back, everybody. It's been <laughs> another month, I think, but you know, you can't really blame <laughs> us this time because we had a ton of holidays in between. And um, we had a, yeah, yeah a like, lot of stuff gets, in between, and we're back. We're yeah, back. Life gets busy during the holidays, and we're back. We didn't forget about you. We love you. And uh, let's get started. Also, man. let's just we, jump we right into it. We it. Need, we, it is. We needed a break from 2020, bros. What I feel, I feel like nothing that we could have put out would have been good enough. Yep. So we're here now, and I think that this is good because we can look back and cry on a lot of 2020. <laughs> what What's funny is we're about a week and a half into 2021, and then I, I, I kind of feel like, eh, we gave it a good week and a half because things went <laughs> to shit in that first week. <laughs> Dude, it has me actually wishing for January 2020 again. It's kind of where I'm at right now. Like, January 2020 was great. January 2020, we were still going to work. We were seeing each other in person. I was still smoking. <laughs> dude, ex- dude, I was I was traveling for work. Yep. I was in Alaska, Hawaii. I was. It was good times. Yep. How how quickly things can change. Just like <laughs> absolutely. So, do you have good holidays, Tony? All all your stuff was good. Good holidays. Yeah, pretty good. I mean, it's. Uh, I mean, it's not like we can attend holiday parties or anything this year. So it was. It was from all intents and purposes, a normal Thursday and Friday. Kids got to open their gifts. They were happy. I was happy. So, yeah, all good. I, uh, That's awesome. The one bad thing about the upcoming couple of days is I turn 40 tomorrow, and I'm actually – I didn't think I would ever be the type 40, of person to 40. really give a shit about age. But it hit me yesterday that I'm going to be 40 and that my life is essentially half over. And I'm like, man, that kind of hit me hard. Dude, well, on the plus side, though, is that now you're going to hit a midlife crisis. You can go out and buy a really fancy car, get a cool tattoo. I already did that. I had to sell it. (laughs) Well, well, (laughs) I hate to break it to you, but then you're not halfway done with your life. You're like three-fourths now. If you hit a midlife crisis a while back. I know, right? I hit my midlife crisis in 2015, (laughs) and uh, yeah. No, it's uh, it's, it's just (laughs) I understand now. It's 2021 now. 40 is the new 30, whatever, you know. And for all intents and purposes, I, you know, looking over myself, other than you know the crippling anxiety and all that, I, I, I'm doing pretty well for forty. I have nothing to complain about. So yeah, but then, but then, like I reminded you yesterday, Tom Brady's forty three. So I mean, if you look at the life choices, what? What do you mean? I'm just saying, like Tom Brady's forty three, and he's on his way to the Super Bowl, and you're forty, and you're not. He's so not on his way like, to the Super Bowl. He can lick my nuts. <laughs> The Bills are on their way to the Super Bowl. Fucking damn it! You guess your birthday present, dude. Hey, man, big ups to Buffalo, bro. Twenty-five years into making, man. Thank you for giving me a little bit of a bright light in the year 2020. I've been a fan of you guys for decades. You get—I don't know why I'm saying this. Like anyone on the Bills listens, but you know, you don't know. Josh Allen could be a fan. Hey, very well could. Josh Allen. I'm sorry for making fun of your little mustache at the beginning of the season. It clearly gave you superpowers. <laughs> so, so I take it back. Because when I saw it during the offseason, I was like, man, what is that? Like, I can talk. It's not like I'm walking around with a lumberjack beard or anything like that. But I saw that and I was like, he looks like Michael Sarah. <laughs> he did. He did look like Michael Sarah. <laughs> oh, but you know what? It, like, he, he, now, he now has the best stats over even Jim dude, Kelly, and Jim Kelly's dude, in the Hall of Fame, so. That's true. I can relate to Josh Allen with the mustache, though, because, I mean, I got a nice burly beard, but I haven't shaved my mustache in, like, six years, and you can't even see it. Like, from, it just, it looks very weird. It's embarrassing. It's so, it's, so it's like my entire attempt at facial hair, then. <clears throat> yes. Yes, it is. I, I look, I look, I look Amish, is where it is, basically. So do I, so that's all right. I look like an Asian Amish. <laughs> that's pretty funny. 
Uh, all right, let's get started. So the year started off. It. Well, kind of sort of started off because it was um, it was Christmas Day. Hey. So. <laughs> Excuse me. Bless you. <clears throat> so Christmas Day started off, and we were all excited because Wonder Woman 84, they had announced, uh, we talked about it last episode, that Wonder Woman yep. 84 was going to be launching in the theaters and on HBO Max as the first title with 4K HDR, you know, Dolby Vision, Dolby Atmos, all that good stuff. And I was legit excited, you know, because we'd all been looking forward to Wonder Woman 84. And between then and now, I've watched the movie three times. I watched it once by myself, once with my daughter, uh-huh. and once again uh-huh. by myself just because I needed to kind of... Give it a second go just to, I don't know, not wash the taste out of my mouth, but see if I was going in there with rose colored glasses or not. And I think you Mm -hmm. and I are, you and I kind of think of this movie in the same way. It, it, what happened, dude? What happened to Wonder Woman? (laughs) Dude, dude, it's just, it's not good. And I don't know, I don't want it to sound too harsh because there's people who love it and that's cool. But every single thing, I mean, there there are bright spots in it. It's just, if you compare yeah. it to the first movie, where's that sense of it, gravitas? Where's it, that, you know, where's the emotion? It, it, it turned into, I don't know, man. It turned it, into like a Marvel was, movie before the MCU was a thing, like one of the Daredevils right. or Fantastic Four. Right. Or it just, even visually, some parts were cool and like some fight scenes with Gal Gadot just looked shitty. Like, I mean, she looked computer and Kristen Wiig, you have this amazing actress at Kristen Wiig who is comedic and and can play these serious drama roles and you get her as cheetah and you just fucking ghost her through most of the movie so you can have pedro pascal who's a great actor but i mean so what, he's a fucking monkey's paw or something like yeah. and 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 dude there's one scene that completely ruined this movie for me and this is when i checked out both times that i watched it and it's when they're having this this amazing uh, chase scene, and I think they're in the Middle East or in Egypt or something. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, Gal, they were, yeah, they were Gal Gadot's underneath the car, and she flies up on top of the car, and she lands, and she looks at Pedro Pascal, and she goes, uh, "Can I have the stone?" And I'm just like, "Wait, what?" Like, like was that really the first take that they went with? It literally seemed like she was walking next door and asking if she could have a bottle of water. Yeah. There, and, there you was, know, there, I, there I know exactly no, the part uh, you were talking about, and I, I was thrilled before she said that line because I was like, "Man." This is great. This is an homage to Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yes. And I was like, this is so, this, I love it. I love it. And then it it's true. All it takes is one line. All it takes is one failed look or something like that to completely yeah. ruin an entire sequence. And, you know, props to Gal Gadot. She, she clearly is Wonder Woman. She plays the role well. And, you know, as we saw in the first Wonder Woman movie, she can carry that role. But, you know. With all due respect, no one ever mistook her for an Oscar winning actor, (laughs) you know, but but I think the difference is, though, is that in the first Wonder Woman, you know, she's in World War Two and this is her first time being in the world. And Gal Gadot, aside from Wonder Woman, she's just not a very good actress. In the first movie, there was a whole lot of this ensemble cast, you know, with with uh, her. And so, you know, it wasn't as much her and Patty Jenkins did this great great story and you know you got the whole Amazonians at the beginning and it's just you got Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman but you got minimal Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman same with Batman v Superman and Justice League and and, you know and that's not a knock on her because that's what you need so for her to carry all of Wonder Woman 84 I just didn't think that she was ready and then you cut out Kristen Wiig and then I didn't know what the fuck was going on like how many wishes people were getting and how come he had to touch people but then all of a sudden it turned into um, Batman and Robin like with when Jim Carrey had the brain scanner and he was just like <laughs> sucking in information and shit and and then like 
all of a sudden Gal Gadot can just make shit invisible? Like, I don't understand it. I don't get it. And how the fuck did, 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 uh, did, uh, uh, Trevor there go from a World War II pilot to fucking flying a jet within seconds? Like, yep. he didn't even know what a Pop-Tart was an hour ago. He's fucking <laughs> taking a jet off? Like, it doesn't make any sense, man. And it's just, the only part that I thought that was good was when Chris, uh, Chris Pine was doing all the outfit changes. Oh, that yeah. It was hilarious. And when you thought I the trash laughing. can was art. Yeah, he's like, oh, you know, but dude, it just wasn't any good. And Wonder Woman flying on lightning and shit. The visual was cool the first time, but it looked like a cutscene from a video game. It just didn't look good. It just, and it, it, I felt like everybody was on autopilot, bro. Like they were just like, it's going on HBO Max. It's not going to be in theaters. It doesn't matter. Blah, blah, blah. But I, I stand by what I text you, man. If Wonder Woman 84 came out before Wonder Woman, there wouldn't have been an Aquaman. It wouldn't have been yeah. the DC because it just is not good. My two, biggest, just, my, my two biggest complaints of the movie, and uh, uh, one of my favorite things was that she finally fucking flies because Wonder Woman can fly. And I yes. was like, man, how come she doesn't fly in any of the movies? I'm glad they finally did that. But my two biggest complaints was, number one, Pedro Pascal's character, Maxwell Lord, he's a big mm-hmm. part of the comics, and he's a yes. very sinister Trumpian villain, which they kind of played out here to a degree. But they made him a fucking genie. Let's yes, be honest. The, yes. He was an evil genie. It, that was the plot. That dude, was your big supervillain plot in Wonder Woman eighty four. Right. You just did genie. this with fucking Jafar in the in the Aladdin remake, yes. man. Like, dude, you made him a genie, bro. So, I mean, what the hell? And number two, I don't think they needed Maxwell Lord and Cheetah as the uh, villains. They could have easily made nope. a movie with either or. Right, and like what would have been what 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 could have been cool? Sorry to cut you off because I just thought of this. No, no, we're, we're both cutting this, each other off. It, this how this works. <laughs> <laughs> you, you 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 run you run the gamut with with Wonder Woman and Cheetah, and in the background you have these weird kind of events that are happening that don't really make sense, but they're small events. Then you end Wonder Woman eighty four with Pedro Pascal yes. turning around in the president's chair because it's why do you set the movie in nineteen eighty four and you show a president and it's not fucking Ronald Reagan? Don't set your movie in eighty four and try to make it real if you're going to put some shit turd as a president. Why is it in 84 except for the opening mall scene? Like, and it wasn't It was even like a 80s. really weird analog for Ronald Reagan. Like, Reagan, like, they knew <laughs> it's 1984, so it has to be Reagan, but they clearly didn't put a lot of effort into making the guy look or right. sound like Reagan. Dude, look, look at Call of Duty Black Ops. Yep. They have Reagan in the game. You mean to tell me you couldn't have got a Reagan license Dude, for fucking eight minutes the crown on Netflix. Have you watched The Crown? No. Do you know who Good. plays fucking Reagan? No, who? Or not Reagan. Um, oh, no, I got it mixed up with JFK. My bad. I take it back. But, oh, on that note, you know oh, who you fucking can... plays JFK? Because I can tell you right now, as much as I love The Crown, I binged all four seasons, they could not have picked a worse actor to portray John F. Kennedy. They picked the fucking oh, God, guy that played no. Dexter. Oh, Michael C. Hall? Yep. And he's a great actor, oh, but I don't think JFK when I see him. He is, bro. And, and a Michael C. Hall thing, I was a huge fan of Dexter. We, like, me and yeah. my wife watched the first couple seasons. And then after the Trinity killing, and they moved on with, like, the religious cult, and Colin Hanks was on there, I quit watching. And I heard it had just, like, the worst ending ever. But apparently they're coming back with season nine. Yep. I never finished they got it a, either. They, I mean, I loved it with the first, like, three or four seasons, but I, I never yes. finished it either. Yeah, either. Because I heard about Chris Jericho ruined it for me, and this is the fuck you, Jericho, you piece of shit, because <laughs> I was listening to his podcast, and then I'm like, back in the day, in the first episode, he's like, well, Dexter fucking sucked, ruined the ending, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, thanks, Jericho, dick. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, I mean, at least it saved me from watching it and being disappointed. 
But uh, yeah, dude. Back, back to uh, back to Wonder Woman though. It's just like you were saying. It's just it, it, we were saying. It's just not good, man. It was a mishmash. <laughs> it, it was. It, it, you're right. You're it exactly was. right. It felt thrown together, which is weird to say because it clearly wasn't. The thing has been in development for what two years. Mm-hmm. So I get it. It wasn't thrown together. So why did it feel so thrown together? And I I laughed so hard when Gal Gadot was learning to fly, like when she went to like put her arm forward and her arm by her hip because she looked like she was struggling. I was like, this is the this the, that's the most acting you've done this whole movie, and it's terrible. Like, what are you doing? Like, I, I just couldn't do it, man. She just she just looked goofy. And, Remember and when Superman I, was learning how to fly? How cool that looked! Right, Henry that Cavill. looked cool. Yeah, right. Zack Snyder knew how to do it, and now I'm I'm terrified for Patty Jenkins making a Star Wars Squadrons movie because what are yeah, we going to get Rogue now? Squadron, like, yeah, yep, yeah. Like I'm I'm sorry, like Patty Jenkins, you did Wonder Woman good, and you getting all these props and everything, but what you just did is like not good, and there there's a reason that they fired. Um, Josh Trank from uh, Star Wars because his Fantastic Four movie was garbage. Yeah. So which is look, a shame because was, Chronicle was so good. Right. Well, Such when movies get edited and torn apart on the yeah. chopping floor, just like Suicide Squad or yeah. just like Justice League, Justice that's what League, you yep. get. And I mean, Josh Trank even came out and he's like, this isn't the fucking movie I made with Fantastic Four. I don't know what the fuck this is. Um, I don't know this. Maybe you do. Was Patty Jenkins the screenwriter for Wonder Woman 84? Uh, I th- think so. Let's find out. I, well, while we talk, I'll I jump could... on IMDb right now and find out. <laughs> there you go. So I am curious because because to give her a little bit of credit, she is a good director and I like her. To give her a little bit of credit, if it wasn't her script, you can't make chicken salad out of chicken shit all the time. <laughs> right, you know? right, and 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 not all of it was bad. Um, I do sure. give. Um, again, Kristen Wiig and Pedro Pascal, they looked like they were having fun in what they were doing, you know, yeah. and they, they knew what the movie was and they, they, you know, Pascal was acting his ass off, but then the what's the point of having in the beginning? I thought that yes. was going to set the tone for the whole movie. Dude, so did I. And it just, it, and I'm like, dude, now we got like this cool 80s story that's like a yep. chopping mall starting off here. And then it was just like, womp, womp. Okay, writing credits, Patty Jenkins and Jeff Johns, which is such a disappointment mm. because Jeff Johns wrote so many of the great yeah. DC comic stories in the past, I don't know, right. 20 years or so. And Patty Jenkins, it's just, I don't know. I don't know. I guess you can't always mm. strike gold is, is just the best way of putting it. <clears throat> right and, and and you know again I'm not mad about it if I would have paid money to see it in theaters I'd yeah. have been pissed and and I told you that too and that's just because I mean my kids liked it I mean you know they seem to enjoy it and yeah. with the big action set pieces and stuff but a telltale sign that they have no confidence in their production value in their movie is when they take these big grandiose fight scenes and make them at night there was no reason Cheetah and Wonder Woman needed to fight at night and then go under dark ass water like did yep. Cheetah not look good was the production not finished what are we what are we working with here and then how come there was this gold suit that every single man could not destroy but Cheetah just rips apart with her bare hands man like I mean it's just and again I'm, we're nitpicking here but it's you know it's fucking Wonder Woman man and 
And even the teaser scene at the end doesn't make up for the movie. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> speaking of which, what is up with this movie only being available to stream up until the end of January? That's not something HBO ever said was going to be a thing. No. When they no, said we're releasing all our 2021 movies to HBO Max, starting with Wonder Woman 84, they never said for a limited time. But lo and behold, nope. I jump on Christmas Day to watch Wonder Woman 84, and it says streaming until January 24th or 28th or something. Yep. So what's that yep. all about? Is it coming back? Is it, uh, do we right, only they, get these movies for a month and then never again? Right, like, are we going to have to buy them? Like, what, like, what are we doing here with this? Is, watch, HBO Max is going to drop another tier, I bet you. Like a premium like additional, tier. Yeah, like an additional $5, you can get all these extra movies. Watch, I bet I'll you. I'll do it for The Matrix. Matrix. I won't do it for another Wonder Woman, though. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. And see, that's why, and that's where... And so, long story short, it's going to lead me to the next one because after I watched Wonder Woman, I was like, dude, this is garbage. And I didn't really have much hopes for Soul either. Only because I didn't hear a whole lot about Soul, but I heard so much about Wonder Woman. Right. So, but I am, I am, I am so glad that How I watched good was Soul, Soul. Dude, dude, I have. I watched it twice unintentionally because I watched like the first 45 minutes to an hour of it with the kids and then they just got tired and they all kind of branched off their own thing. And then we came back and rewatched the whole thing. And dude, it is it is. Wow. I mean, that soul (laughs) is the type of movie with its pacing and its subject matter that I didn't think would appeal to my kids as much. Because, you know, your kids, my kids, I'm sure every kid in the world, not the world, but, you know, whatever, has seen pretty much every Pixar movie. And it's movies like The Incredibles and Monsters University and Toy Story that children get more drawn to. But the more, you know, you never hear kids talk about, I don't know, stuff like WALL-E. We love WALL-E. It's a great movie. Yes. But no kid will ever say WALL-E is their favorite Christmas film because, you know, the pacing just is not really conducive to, you know, a five-year-old. But my kids both were so into soul and it really surprised me and it was just such a good movie i mean i have almost no complaints for that movie no i i can't think of of any of this st- and what was what what i think and this is how i compare soul and um um wonder woman soul had so many different things going on like oh, i told you it was like it's kind of like three or four different movies wrapped soul into had soul. one yeah, and, and sold, but it did it so well, and it didn't jump all over the place. I mean, it's like Inside Out, and it's like um, it's like yeah. the Secret Life of Pets, and it and it's like um, um, oh my god, what was it? Oh my god, and it's kind of like um, a soundtrack. It, it did. It's just it's it's just there's so many different stories because the way it started off, I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Well, this is how the movie's gonna go. You know, it's you know this guy is selfish. Now he's gonna find his way, but then bam, no. Now he's trying to find his purpose. Oh shit! Now he's trapped in a cat. Like <laughs> I mean, there was just I mean, and it was so well done and visually, visually. Pixar is leaps and bounds ahead of anything I've ever seen. There were scenes when they were just showing the hospital room, and I was blown away. Like I yeah, was just yeah, sitting yeah. there with my mouth open. Yeah, because. I mean, the detail. It's the just hair. small details it that is. you would never use as a reference for how good CGI is or computer mm-hmm. animation. But it's mm-hmm. stuff that just, you know, it could be some something as simple as a dirt smudge on a wall. Yeah. Like, it, but it makes like, it go look back, real. Dude, it does. Go go on Disney Plus and just watch the first ten minutes of Toy Story, and then watch the first ten minutes of Soul. And yeah. you know, just look at look at how gradual how good it's become and we don't even notice that until you know like us because clearly you know we saw toy story you know we saw then yeah, we were blown away out, at yep. toy story 2 and then monsters inc we're like look at the fucking fur like because we've yep. seen this progress 
But it when you take a step back and you go back and rewatch Toy Story one, and then you look at Toy Story four, it's it literally is a time capsule. It's yeah. fucking bananas, and and and, it, and it's just so well done. And I feel like I'm like a, a, a Pixar geek right now. Like I'm just all over Disney's dick. But dude, it is so well, well done. Do the voice job, acting. They- they should get props they, for they, it. I agree. They does. They deserve it. And Jamie Foxx with the voice acting. And yep. it, was it a Tina Fey? No, not. Was it Tina Fey? It was or Tina was Fey. It, um, yep. As twenty two. Yes, I love when he's like, "Why do you sound like a middle aged white woman?" He's like, "I can sound like anybody I want." Like, I mean, it was just. <laughs> it's it, dude. It was just so good. And I give them all the props for it. And. What's cool is that if I want to watch this movie two months from now, I can because Disney's not going to take yep. it away. So and 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 for Disney to release this and they didn't really hype it up. There wasn't a whole lot of advertising for it, at least yep. that I didn't saw. Didn't release in the theaters gives, either. Right. And it gives me so much hope for what Disney's going to release. I think that we're going to see more quality from yep. Disney than we're going to see from other streamers. And just the fact that they release sold, they're like, whatever, man, we're just going to put it out there. But they made you pay 30 bucks for Milan. Like, it just shows that Disney was yeah. like, look, man, your family's going to like this movie. Just enjoy it because you're going to pay us your money eventually. So big up to Pixar. I mean, it was it's so good. So good. I gotta, I gotta thank George Lucas for giving us Pixar. I mean, say what you will about Star Wars over the years, but the fact that his production company invented the Pixar computer yep. has benefited us all as, as humans. Well, Lucas with the THX eleven thirty eight. I mean, just having the sound. I mean, we wouldn't have the theater experiences yeah. that we have without his sound and vision yep. and everything else that he's done. So, yeah, you ruin Star Wars and the people fucking hate you because you maybe look at some weird CGI creature with big lips singing dance in Jabba's palace, <laughs> and that shoot wasn't there before, anyways. Looking like a shitty ass Pepsi commercial, and we can't get rid of it. But you give us great sound and visuals, so I'll allow it, man. It's okay. <laughs> Um, did you watch Mulan yet? Because I, I rem- I'm sure you remember me saying that surprised me. It was actually better than I thought. I did not watch Mulan yet. I, I went to go put it on. My kids are just kind of like, mm, I want to see it, but I just haven't had a chance to. I haven't you, really you watched have to a lot go other into than it. Wonder Woman. You have to go into it less as this is a live action remake of Mulan with Mushu and the singing and all that. You have to go into it less as that and more like this is like a crouching tiger or hidden dragon type movie. It's more like that. Oh, okay, nice. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's well, nowhere on the was... level of Crouching Dagger, Hidden Dragon. Don't get me wrong. But, oh, yeah. But it's more well, like that. This is something that we were talking about the other day, and I'm, I'm glad that you brought up the Mulan thing because it kind of triggered me. Me and my wife were talking the other day, and when like you go back and you look at these Disney movies that they have out now, there's so much... Um, <clears throat> inclusion and and diversity and like the casting of the Little Mermaid with a uh, Javier Bardem and and um oh my god I can't think of the girl's name is playing Ariel now Haley Haley I, I know Barry. me either I can't remember the name I'm just glad it pisses off all the racists right and then and <laughs> we were talking and we brought it up it's like you know if you go back and look at <clears throat> the Disney stuff from the day you would be hard pressed <clears throat> to find anything with anybody of color or any kind of ethnicity yeah. whatsoever that wasn't and, a and caricature and, because let's be honest Sebastian right. was basically a walk Sebastian <laughs> may as well have been in blackface Do absolutely I mean, <laughs> he, he re, I mean really but the, oh, um, oh I have to go? interrupt I have to interrupt dude please please so please. my ex sends me a picture yesterday and she goes look what your son did to himself and the picture is of my son face completely covered in brown paint. And Whoa. I went, no fucking way. Did he just do blackface? <laughs> because, oh, that's beca- bad. because it would have been innocent. Let's be honest. He would have been like, oh, I'm trying to be Black Panther or something. And, you know, just plain dress. <laughs> it would have been something like that. So I meant him mostly as a joke. 
She goes, no, he painted himself to look like the dog. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> and I oh laughed God. for probably a good half hour. It was Holy the most hilarious shit, shit I've ever seen. <clears throat> well, dude, but he looked like Al Jolson in the jazz singer from the 20s. <laughs> oh my god you gotta delete that picture you're gonna get cancelled oh I know exactly no I'm keeping it for my own my own hilarious <laughs> that's amazing dude you, got, you can't you can't let him hang out in the kennel with the dog anymore like when you sent me the know, picture seriously. the signs were there the signs and were I there and I begged my ex I was like please don't post that <laughs> <laughs> Canceled, bro. Oh, man. Um, well, Anyways. but like speaking of the casting with the Sebastian David Diggs, who's doing Sebastian in the Little Mermaid movie, dude, I'm so stoked that he's gonna be in this movie because he's from um, Hamilton. Yeah, yes, and he also did. He so he's just doing the voice. But one of my favorite like HBO movies they've ever done is Toward the Pharmacy. Have you ever seen this? No, I've never even heard of it. Okay, so <clears throat> when we get done with this podcast, you have to go watch it. It's like a 50-minute movie. It's it has, on HBO Max? It's on HBO Max. It's an HBO Sports original. It's got Andy Samberg, Orlando Bloom, John Cena, Jeff Goldblum. Um, oh, it's wow. got I mean, it is it is so fucking funny. And what and what it's about um Oh, it's is the Diggs. Of, He's the one who plays Sebastian. Yeah, That's Yes, and that yeah. and so so, yeah, so the fact that he's playing Sebastian, and he's in this movie in the Tour de Pharmacy, and that's when I first saw him. And, dude, you have got to see that it is so funny because they got Andy Sam, Orlando Broom, Freddie Highmore, Joe Buck, Nathan Fielder, John Cena, James Marsden, Maya Rudolph, Danny Glover, Mike Tyson, Jeff Goldblum. Damn, what a uh, cast. Lance, Lance Armstrong is actually in the movie, too, making fun of himself. And it's all about, like, the Tour de France when it went through this one year, and every single person... um uh, somebody uh, was like, it, it's about doping in the cycling, and somebody said, hey, um, every single person got suspended. You're all going to fail your drug test because you're all doing drugs unless you pay me money. And it turns out that only like seven people who weren't doing drugs actually got to be in the Tour de France. So they call it the Tour de France. Dude, you just have to fucking watch I, it. I just added I'm, it. I just added dude, it. I'm, I'm, not, looking, I'm looking at the picture right now, and freaking oh, Cena just looks ridiculous. <laughs> Dude, there's a part where Orlando Bloom is riding his bike and he pulls his dick out to pee, and it's only like 50 minutes long. It's not that long at all, but I've seen it four or five times whenever I would travel. Like whenever I travel, narrator. Yes, dude. And it's funny because it's a documentary. Like they're interviewing Venus and Serena Williams, like Andy Sandberg. Yes, that's it. Dolph Lundgren plays the older version of John Cena. Oh my God, that is brilliant. And Jeff Goldblum plays the older version of Andy Samberg. So that and that's oh, how they're doing it. So they're interviewing them, then they're going back and talking about like you know the Tour de France that they were all in. And it's and it's an actual Julia narration. Lamont, it's, remember dude, it's her? So she was in like funny. every '90s movie. Did we just lose connection again? Oh yeah, we did. Sorry, folks. Let's get connected back. Here we go. Yo, I don't know what happened. I don't know. It happens once or twice per episode at this point. I think our uh, listeners know to expect it. But I was saying, um, Julia Ormond's in it. Wasn't she in like every 90s movie? Remember yep. her? <laughs> I thought she was done acting. Yes. So what were we talking about? Okay, so yeah, this is on my list now. I, I'm definitely going to watch it. Just I mean, okay. even if it yeah. were a shitty movie, just the cast right there is worth Dude. my 40 minutes. Je- Jeff Goldblum is at his Jeff Goldblum best in this movie, man. So uh, you got to see—he's just, 
It is, man, because it, Andy Samberg plays a white guy from South Africa, and he's the first ever African to be in the Tour de France. And I'll, that's it. And I'll just let you figure that out. And... <laughs> Oh yeah, he's he was also the adopted white stepbrother of Venus and Serena Williams. She says like, dude. <laughs> she says it's like the uh, whatever that fucking sand, it's like the Blind Side except reverse, and that's how <laughs> that's how they describe it with Andy Samberg. So you just got Andy Samberg's character being the first African in the Tour de France is like that scene in Mean Girls when Tina Fey's like, oh, we have a new student from Africa. <laughs> Hello, and she immediately Hello. says hi to the black girl. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh my god uh, oh that's funny holy shit that's right all right let's move oh on to some to some dceu news that dropped then everyone took it way too far and now it had to be pulled back a little bit so we yes. have the news that moving forward michael keaton will be the main batman like the, the like earth one batman for lack of a better term in the dceu movies and everybody went me too i'll admit when i do this so I read that news and I went, yeah, we're going to get a bunch of Batman movies with Michael Keaton again. And then DC had to go, whoa there, Turbo. That is not what we said. We just said his character will be the main Batman. We're not getting a bunch of Batman movies. So that's kind of a bummer, but, you know, it's my own fault. I hyped myself up. <laughs> well, I did, too. I was like, oh, my God, I'm so giddy about this. I legit text you the word giddy, and that, that's how yeah. I felt about that. Because he can, Michael and Keaton, he, despite his age, can still go. I mean, he proved it with the vulture. Oh, absolutely. I mean, anybody can still go. I mean, look at fucking uh, Robert Downey Jr. played Iron Man. Uh, you know what I mean? So, like, now. Yeah, after all, he had to overcome, he, yeah. Yeah. You don't have to be a fucking Rock Hudson, you know, actor into their, you know, or like a Shatner in Star Wars trying to be 60 and all, you know, yeah. sucking in your gut, trying to be like, you don't have to do that anymore. We have CGI. We have personal trainers and diets. Keaton can still do it. Like you said, with Vulture, um, he can still he still has his 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 comedic chops. Um, I'm going to tell you right now, Michael Keaton has the, some of the funniest lines in the other guys. And we've talked about the other guys on this podcast before. Oh, yeah. But Michael, but Michael Keaton and the other guys, I will laugh hard tears in my eyes when Mike Keen's like alright guys bring it in okay too close back it up alright come a little bit no, no wait back it up okay good like, and what's I mean, funny is his comedy makes- style has changed completely than what he was when he was Beetlejuice he's absolutely yes, this dude. dark humor tongue in cheek guy now Oh, he is. And I'll tell you right now, if you guys have not watched Mr. Mom in, in, in the recent, you know, 10 years, go back and watch Michael Keaton in Mr. Mom. Just the part where he's going out with all the moms to the male strip club and he gets out of the car with all the moms. He's like, hey, I think this is for you. And she goes, what's that? She goes, it's the stripper's number. I don't want it. It's just fucking hilarious, man. The vacuum going wild through the house. It's just it's just peak. You forget Michael Keaton was a comedic actor before he became Batman. And yeah, Tom that's why Hanks everybody was pissed was, when he was, was Batman. Right. Oh, this comedic actor can't do it. And, you know, Tom Hanks was from Bachelor Party, the man with one red shoe, Joe versus the volcano, Turner and Hooch, the burbs. Right. And then now Tom Hanks is known as Forrest Gump, the serious, you know, two-time Oscar guy. So, you know, it's cool to go back and see what these people can do. And you forget, man, Michael Keaton can do it. And I think him, as an older Batman, doing it in these movies is going to be perfect because... You get that appreciation when you go back and you watch the old Batman movies. When you watch Batman yeah. Returns, which to this day is still the best Batman movie, that that is so that it is, looks perfect like as it a looks Batman like movie. the route they're gonna go now with the Flashpoint story because the uh, Flash is the first mm-hmm. time Michael Keaton's coming back. It looks like instead of having Thomas Wayne be Batman, 
like in the comics, it looks like they're going to go with this other Earth Batman that is older, that is more world weary, yeah. kind of like a Batman Beyond type deal. <clears throat> right. Which is kind of which, a disappointment because having Thomas Wayne as Batman has that impact of the very final scene in the comics where um, Flash has to give Bruce Wayne a note that Thomas wrote for him to take back and Batman just breaks down in tears. And he says, thank yeah. you, Barry. Thank you for this. It's going to take away the impact of that. But, um, I, I'm well, sure well, but what if they've already laid the groundwork for that, um, from before with Aflac? Because now hear me out on this, because in Justice League, when the Flash came back and woke up Bruce Wayne with, oh, it hasn't happened yet. And he that runs was away. Batman v that should, yeah, that shit never got yeah. explained. What the fuck was he even no, talking about? So, yeah. Ma- yeah, so maybe that's something that's going to have to do with this. So maybe that right there is him going back, trying to find the time where he has to give up the note. Like, oh, shit, it hasn't happened yet because you're here. You know what I mean? So maybe that's what they're doing, which would be cool. But I think that we haven't yet seen, except a glimpse of it in The Dark Knight Rises, of what a person like Batman would be like after years and years of what's been going on. You know, like... Yeah. Like I get it. Well, we did see it with Playboy. Batman v Superman, and everyone hated it. Apparently, right? I love seeing everyone Affleck. cried like, about uh, it. Right? Uh, I don't know why I keep saying Affleck like that, but I love seeing Ben Affleck. <laughs> Affleck. As I always do. I love seeing like he. I thought his Bruce Wayne was the best Bruce Wayne that we've seen. Like in my opinion. Like well, his Keaton Bruce Wayne was, Wayne was the was first good, one where it mix. was believable. I mean, no offense to Christian Bale and Michael Keaton and. You know, fucking Val Kilmer, including you, whatever. No offense to those guys, but he he looked like Batman. He looked like what I would imagine, you know, a Bruce Wayne would look like. <clears throat> right, like, and 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 he kind of looked, you know, worried, worldly, trap, beaten down. Like that's how you want him to look. This is a man who yeah. has fought the most and sinister of people when he was Bruce. Right, and that's how he should be, and we haven't really seen that yet. And Christian Bale, a little bit, where he's like, "Oh, don't worry, I just bought the hotel." But you were yeah. more of like a prick than you were. But he was the good Batman for that time. So that's yeah. where it's like, I think Christian Bale is the best, quote unquote, Batman. Ben Affleck was the best, like Bruce Wayne. I think Michael <laughs> Keaton is the best total package. It's funny that you brought up the whole Affleck thing because I just re-upped my Affleck at work. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Uh. Always sticking with us. Yep, exactly. Um, but uh, what was I going to say? Um, I think you hit that nail on the head. The, the Christian Bale was a fantastic Batman for the Occupy era, you know, 2008, yeah. 2006, whatever. And his Batman was phenomenal. And I just watched The Dark Knight the other day. That's my favorite movie of all time. And I watched it for the first time in like, I don't know, a year or so. And, it, you know, it's it's a freaking, what, 12-year-old movie now. But it still holds up incredibly <laughs> yeah. well. And it was so well done. And... um yeah, uh, Ben Affleck well, that, is a really good is a really good Bruce Wayne because he has that level of douchiness that's not too far. So you yeah, dislike yeah, him, but right. like him. Exactly, exactly. Where you're like, ah, oh, dude, come on, like, yeah. you're kind of a dick, but you're like, ah, still hang out with you. Yeah, but he's you know? Bruce Wayne. I bet he would be fun at a party. <laughs> Absolutely, you're like, hey, you might buy me a Lamborghini, so you yeah. know we'll do it. 
<laughs> but uh, but that's but that's where you also have to though when you look at like the Dark Knight Rises and you look at the Dark Knight and you look at a uh, Batman Begins. That's just that they're great Batman movies and they're just amazing Christopher Nolan movies. Yep. And and you and and the and that's the difference when you get. Uh, you know, Batman. <coughs> excuse me, Batman versus Superman, or you get a uh, Justice League. They become these massive, massive CGI spectacles, and it's and it's and it's really difficult to get into the whole like this is the greatest detective ever thing, you know. And that's why for me, I, I really enjoyed the Dark Knight Rises. It had massive stakes, but the biggest, craziest thing was the airplane to China, you know. And yeah. then all of a sudden. Yeah. The same, the same Batman has a fucking jet that flies and he's battling parademons. So it, and, which is fine. I love that aspect of it too. But Nolan was just so good at keeping it grounded that people didn't like the Dark Knight Rises. You know, I mean, they didn't like it because of uh, 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 Tom Hardy with the mask. But you know, oh, this is too big, or the spectacle, and this and this and this and the gripe about it. But when you compare that to Batman versus Superman, any of these other bigger spectacles, The Dark Knight Rises is a phenomenal underappreciated Batman oh, yes. movie, and I think it—I I think it's just as good, if not better, than Batman Begins. You know, it's not The Dark Knight; uh, it's not clearly The Dark Knight, right? Uh, the Dark Knight, but it's just as good. And when you look at what Bane does and how he does it, it's like, yeah, that's fucking—that's a Batman movie. So uh, Nolan gets all these props for his movies and for making. Uh, Christian Bale such a badass Batman because he can yeah. write those as opposed to writing those pieces for Bruce Wayne yeah. and I think that that's why it's like that Batman aspect of it was so cool and Snyder is really good at writing you know character pieces like 300 is this great action spectacle but you're following Leonidas on this tale where you know yeah. about him and you feel for him and you want to be there and he gives him a human quality and that's what Snyder does with Affleck he gives him a human quality and gives him this whole character but, but then so, you get sucker uh, punch <laughs> yes, which is Jesus. Oh, my God. Look, I'll, I'll give credit where credit was due, because I saw Sucker Punch for the first time a week ago. I've never seen the movie, and I've always wanted to just, you know, because I'm a dirty old man. Yeah. So so I watched <laughs> it, and, you know, visually, it's pretty cool. I mean, it's, it's, say what you will, Zack Snyder and his visuals are definitely something to be impressed by. But, my God, what the hell? How did that movie even get off the ground? You know, there's there's a lot of stuff that's like that <laughs> by a lot of directors out there, and it and it and it's really kind of interesting that um you know that those are out there. Um, but yeah, yeah Sucker Punch for especially, sure. and then you look you look at someone like Zack Snyder who gets credit for making great movies, and you see something like Sucker Punch, and you're like, mmm, that's terrible. Yeah. But, you know, everybody does it. I mean, you know, there are people now who look at Peter Jackson with Lord of the Rings. And, you know, I just watched, I just finished the, uh, the fucking Return of the King last night. God, so good. And you look at what Peter Jackson did, but then you also got to remember Peter Jackson made Dead Alive and Bad Taste, which are yeah, that's right. the, some yep. of the most offensive things you can find that are just like, what normal human being would make this? Yep. So, yep. you know. But I, I like Snyder movies, man, and I'm excited for this Me next too. thing on the list um, for uh, with the Snyder Cut coming out, dude. Like, I'm glad that we finally got, like, they said March. I'm March 2021. It's, this, it's You know, that could easily change as we found out with, you know, Wonder Woman 84. Stuff can just get moved around, like, or the Bond movie, for Christ's sake. Um, yeah. But tentatively so, it's coming out March 2021, which is good. That's only in two months. Um, I, I've... Uh, I've said this before, and a lot of people who know me personally know this. When Justice League first was announced and it started production, it was probably, other than the Lord of the Rings trilogy when I was like a freshman in college, probably one of the few movies in my life where I kept up with online news and stuff for its production from beginning to end. 
So the Snyder yeah. Cut means a lot to me because that's the version I thought I was getting. And obviously we did. Yes. And we won't get into that. So so I'm really, <laughs> really, really excited for this fucking four hour cut that we're about to get, which apparently we're only going to get for a month because HBO Max is pulling that shit. You know, I'm also disappointed, too, that HBO Max said they were going to start having HDR 4K movies in 2021, and all I have is Wonder Woman 84. Yeah, so I I honestly thought they were going to go back and retroactively add 4K for all these fucking movies and TV shows that already had 4K. I know they already had 4K because I watched Titans on DC Universe when it was still a thing in 4K. So I know it's there. Yep. So don't tell me it's not as easy as flipping a switch because I know it's as easy as flipping a switch. Yeah, I feel like I feel like you know, last pod, last podcast we're sitting here we're like HBO Max is changing shit and they're awesome now we're like fuck HBO Max y'all garbage you didn't do what the fuck you said you were gonna do pieces of shit we're so spoiled <laughs> guys just so you know we're allowed to change our opinions on a minute by minute basis all right it's gonna well, it's happen like my TV it's, it's like my TV I, I don't know if I brought oh, this up the last God. episode because I don't know if I bought the TV yet but I bought a new mm-hmm. Sony uh, X nine hundred H because my old TV decided to fuck up on me. And one of the two of the things that were promised were variable refresh rate and uh, ALLM, which is which is two cool next gen type features. A variable refresh rate, for those that don't know, is a way to kind of fudge a consistent frame rate when the frame rate drops. So instead of a developer, say, locking a game to 30 FPS, you know, for technical purposes, they can now have a range. It can now be locked or not locked. It can now have a game can now say, I don't know, they can push a game out between 40 and 60 frame per second for uh, frames per seconds and VRR will take care of it and make it look consistent. So that's a cool thing to have. ALLM, I don't really give a shit about it. It's the thing where, you know, the TV <laughs> will recognize will recognize a PS5 and it'll automatically switch its settings to PS5, which doesn't yeah. affect me one bit because I already have my PS5 set up and it already turns the TV on and switches to HDMI 4 so whatever but now apparently with everything that's going on with my uh, X900H model they, they're like yeah we're not going to do VRR and ALLM anymore and they, they pulled all that information now we don't know if that's a for sure or if it's just the thing like you know we're pushing it back further you're not getting it now so I don't really care. These are two features I don't really see myself using too much. And for all intents and purposes, the TV is gorgeous, and I'm glad I got it. But it kind of oh, leaves yeah. a bad taste in my mouth, such as with these streaming services or with game consoles or whatever, when they say you're getting something. So I spend the money to get this thing, and then they say, just kidding. Get it. Yeah. So I'm not going to go like, and riot. Like I'm not going to jump on Twitter. Cyberpunk and... Huh. Oh, yeah, 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 exactly. I'm not going to jump on Reddit and badmouth. And, you know, it is what it is. You know, I'm a grown up. I made these decisions knowing this is a thing that could happen. So whatever. You know, I intend to keep my TV. It's a great TV. It's, it just kind of sucks that I won't be getting it. And that, you know, maybe this TV isn't as future proof as I thought it was going to be. That so that's my sucks. piece. And that's why I'm so spoiled about HBO Max. Uh, so. Yeah, I don't know, man. HBO Max just—they <laughs> keep leaving a bad taste in my mouth, man. I, I'm kind it it kind of you know. does, doesn't it? You—you you never hear me complain about Disney Plus this way or Netflix mm-hmm. or Hulu, but HBO mm-hmm. Max keeps making decisions where I'm just scratching my head, going, "Huh, really?" Well, and the, I think it's just the cost too. Like, I mean, it's fourteen ninety nine to have HBO Max, and you don't get HDR, you don't get four K. Yeah. You know, it's it's kind of a pain in the ass when you it can. It just have, seems way you, too behind with that. I mean, tech is a big well, part of this. 
Yeah. I mean, Peacock, you can get Peacock for free and get, you know, H, you can and just get regular HD, the same stuff you get on HBO Max with a couple ads. Or you can pay $5 and have no ads. Why would I just. Speaking of which, we talked about this the other day. So I was, you know, when The Office was leaving uh, Netflix, I mean, obviously everyone made a big deal out of it because The Office has been on Netflix for what, over 10 years? Yep. And, um,. So I was like, okay, whatever. It's going to Peacock. It'll be free because, you know, I watched all of Parks and Rec on Peacock, so it's not a big deal. All of Saved by the Bell. It is what it is. And then I come to find out that it's only the first two seasons, and the rest of it is behind a paywall. So that kind of pissed me off, and I'm sure pissed a lot of people off because for the past, what, 11, 12 years, it was free for it. Well, you know, you had to pay for Netflix, but it was whatever. So So I just went on and bought the entire series for 30 bucks on iTunes just to spite NBC. Yeah, I did the same thing. Yeah, yeah, it was only twenty nine ninety nine. It was actually a really good deal. Um, I believe it might still be twenty nine ninety nine on iTunes and Vudu and all that. So, uh, if you guys want to be, you know, freedom fighters and stick a finger to NBC, go ahead and buy The Office, which <coughs> That's is what I officially did. the weirdest thing Welcome. I've ever said in my life. <laughs> Well, it's funny that people get mad. It's been there for 10 years. You could have watched it from beginning to end over the past yeah. 10 years. Why are you mad Which now? I have, so I may as well buy it because, you know, streaming isn't forever. We know this. I mean, all it takes is for a freaking outage on your servers and you don't get to watch it. That's right. So, so whatever. Well, that's where we're so, going, man. Uh, uh, that's where it's where we're headed. Yep, yep. So, but yeah, I'm excited. I'm, I'm hoping it keeps the March 2021 date. I know they put a ton of money into completing this. Uh, oh, speaking of which, my God, this drama between Ray Fisher and uh, Warner Brothers is uh, it's never going to mm-hmm. end, is it? Mm-mm. I don't think he likes Joss Whedon too much. No. And, you know, and for for the record, I'm on Ray Fisher's side. It's just, you know, I feel yeah. like DC or Warner Brothers could really be handling this better. Because right now, in 2020, is not the time you want to be seen as the big, ugly corporation, you know, going up against a disgruntled black guy. And I know it's not just that. That's really not giving Ray Fisher credit for all he had to deal with. But let's be honest, that's what 90% of the people watching the news is going to see. <laughs> yeah, and and the shitty part about that is is I feel like there's not enough people who are coming out supporting it. And, you know... um, John Boyega did it, and other actors and actresses have done it as well. And it seems like they kind of get blackballed because you get to these situations where it's it's not just the male actors of color. It's with female actors. It's with, uh, like, T.R. Knight when he was getting harassed and hounded when he was on Grey's Anatomy that he had to leave acting because people kept calling him names. Or when you have, you know, it's just, or you know, uh, Neil Patrick Harris was afraid to come out because of how he would be treated that he had to play this over-misogynistic character. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And Gal Gadot did come out to support Ray Fisher, but it felt like it was such and yes. not her fault, but it just felt like it was just swept under the rug so quickly that Gal Gadot is supporting Ray Fisher. That should have been a much bigger deal. Absolutely, but Gal Gadot also did try to get a bunch of celebrities to sing "Imagine." This is know, true. About Twitter and TikTok, and it was fucking terrible. So you know, she's not the best one with ideas. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you, but I mean, you are right though. I mean, more people aren't coming out, and and it's just a matter of I feel like people of any kind of minority yeah. in the entertainment business feel like they don't have a voice. And if Disney turns their back on you, then who's going to work with you? If Warner Brothers turns their back on you, then what are you going to do? So you can't have a voice, you know. And that's what yeah. that's what sucks. So Ray Fisher coming out, yeah, absolutely, man. 
Speak out what you got. Gal Gadot, if you saw it, speak out. Ben Affleck, if you saw something, speak out. Like, you should be able to stand in solidarity with your brother who's there who's saying what happened. That's why what John Boyoga did is is so ballsy, mm -hmm. and I have the utmost... He could fucking kick kittens from here on out, and I would respect the shit out of him, because he basically... (laughs) He basically knew he was potentially going to commit career suicide and went, look, this is more important. Yeah, absolutely. And I agree with him 100%. Oh, yes. And and there is nothing wrong with what he's doing, and I think that more people should do that. And it's it's really stupid that some people can tell you just to shut up and stick to what you're doing. This isn't your thing. Yep, dribble. Just shut up and dribble. Yeah, just shut up and dribble, you know. What do you know? You're just, you know, like, you don't know anything. You're just a basketball player. What does the president know? He was just a failed celebrity. Like, I mean, so how the fuck, I mean, who are you to tell somebody what they can and can't say? Exactly. So I think that if Ray Fisher wants to come out and speak his mind and John Boyega does because they want to stand up for what's right, then they should and they should not lose casting or lose lose favor in the eye of a a distributor because of what he stands for. Because it's really stupid because if you stand idly by and you're silent then you just become compliant with what's going on and yeah. and 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 at the very least it should warrant an investigation from studio people or or just something and like it's just it's just sad to see that because how many other actors you know couldn't speak out against things how many yeah. other actresses couldn't speak out against things and it's just man how far you know, has it's just Joss Whedon stuff. fallen Yes. He oh was everyone's God. golden child. He was responsible for Buffy and Angel. He was the reason yep. why the MCU became what it became. And Serenity. then all of a sudden, this shit comes out. And, you know, yeah. the signs were always there. Do you remember his whole his whole involvement with Wonder Woman before the DCEU was even a thing? <coughs> I do. I can't remember exactly what he said, but he says some pretty fucked up shit. I was actually just, just looking into it a week or so ago. Yeah, he had a script for Wonder Woman back before any of the, you know, Christopher Nolan movies or anything like yeah. that. And it was like, it was like, hands down, one of the most misogynistic movies you could ever think of. And I was like, dude, you don't get Wonder Woman. And it's kind of disturbing that this is how you think of this character. But everyone back then was kind of like, whatever, you know, not everybody can have a hit oh, every, well, he did you know, Buffy every single and Angel. time. He, he knows better. Yeah, exactly. He knows strong female characters. And to, no. to put forth this shit as a script for arguably one of the strongest female characters in all of media was kind of disappointing. So the signs were there that he's maybe not all that he seems, you know? And again, Mm -hmm. this is just shit I'm getting online. Take it with a grain of salt, but you know, it's disturbing to see this. Well, that's just like John, uh, uh, Max Landis. It, or John Landis, one of the fucking Landis is there, piece of shit too. Yep. Like just the way they sexually exploit women and stuff. Like I mean, just you can you can have good art, but if you're a piece of shit, you're a piece of shit, and your art should become null and void. You know, and I Agreed. mean, and that's just how I look at it. And you know, like don't get me wrong, uh, Chris Benoit had great wrestling matches, but as far as I'm concerned, fuck him and fuck his entire career for what he did. I mean, that's just me. I I, I probably have said that before, and you know, your art can only go so far once you become a shit Exactly. Person. There is a line you can't cross because you can only say, look, I separate the art from the artist from, you know, that right. only works to a certain degree because at some point when you've done horrible things to that many kids, it's uncomfortable mm-hmm. listening to Michael Jackson anymore. Right. Absolutely. You know, so. and, and it's just, it's, it, and it, and it, it's hard. It, it really is difficult on what decision to make. And even when it comes to like, when it comes to, um, like Michael Jackson stuff, for instance, like, 
you know, all this stuff came out against him, but if Michael Jackson would have never just paid off the first lawsuit and just got everybody to shut up like his attorneys told him to do and just would have fought it, got it proven not guilty, nobody else would have come out after him. So, I mean, right. how, like, that one new guy who did the uh, documentary on HBO, like the Forgetting Neverland or something. Yeah, yeah. Like, bro, if this shit, if this shit is real and this is what you're saying... Where the fuck were you 10 years ago when he was still yeah. alive? Where were yeah. you when these trials were going on? Where was your family? Like, you missed your chance. You're Nolan Void. Fuck out of here. Oh, give, you give brought up... Give actual um, proof as opposed to a couple pictures. You brought up Chris Benoit, and this is a really weird segue, but um, I caught up on a little bit of AEW. And, my Ooh. God, how, how, how is it that they can work with Impact so well and have these... Have these for lack of a better term, universe jumping storylines where it's kind of like yep. a multiverse coming together. I mean, you had the fucking Good Brothers mm-hmm. show up on AEW and yeah. they basically it's- reformed the Bullet Club and I geeked out harder than I did for any comic book movie Dude, seeing that shit. Right. And you have WWE just content, because you know what? It wasn't that long ago when WWE was doing secret invasions with ECW. You remember that? Yep. Yeah, absolutely. So they, they, had they did that shit too. Member. So how could they be so comfortable in their little shell watching Impact and AEW work together so well. Because they don't watch AEW and Impact because they live in their own universe. (sighs) And I don't know if you know this, but they have this new up-and-coming starter that they're pushing at the Royal Rumble. Um, Is is the name of Goldberg, this new guy. Oh, um, yes. Pushing him right to the top. (laughs) Jesus Christ, dude. Like, AEW brings back Sting, which is awesome. But you know what? Sting just stands there, looks, says a couple promos, has a good time. Point hasn't bad touched and anybody. <laughs> yeah, and you know, and he's just sting. You're like, fuck, he's there. Goldberg shows up, shoves down Universal Champion, and goes straight to the top and has a Universal Championship match at yep. the Royal Rumble. Like, really? Fuck off, dude. Nobody yeah. wants to see that shit. I, I I tried giving WWE the benefit of the doubt, man, and they just, I feel like they don't care anymore. You know, and, it, and it's yeah. sad because AEW cares, and they, they are doing so, so good good like i mean kenny omega the young bucks the butcher and blade uh yep. eddie kingston um darby you've allen. got yeah darby oh my god darby allen Fucking the best darby friends allen, dude the the hard the, I, darby allen's one of my favorite dudes man oh, oh yeah. yeah i love orange cassidy orange cassidy is fucking yep. badass dude. i fucking cringe every time i see the coffin drop because that just looks like it could go wrong at any dude. any second <laughs> oh absolutely absolutely but you got these people who are in these interesting storylines and then you have your you have your you know company which is basically being ran by cody rhodes who was told you're going to be stardust and that's it okay yep. nobody cares about you who is now 200 30 pounds looks like a carved out of fucking rock dude and he is putting on the best matches and AEW just did their um, so fucking jealous he's married uh, to Brandy uh, man AEW just did their um what the hell is it their uh oh my god uh their Brody Lee Memorial Night R.I.P. Brody Lee first of all yeah yeah um uh, with AEW um dude uh, it's heartbreaking but apparently AEW knew he was sick for a while um they kept it they kept it behind because he didn't want anybody to know but just to talk about how good of a company AEW is a couple weeks ago after they got done doing their Wednesday night uh dynamite and went off air they filmed an angle in a match with Brody Lee's oldest son yep. in a match, oh, and he wrestled Kenny man. Omega and beat Kenny Omega for the title. And like they didn't announce it, they didn't do anything at all. Yeah. And, and they retired the fucking Brody title. And his family. 
Right, and then then that's it. So yeah, so you know he is TNT champ forever. I mean, they're still gonna they got all their stuff they're gonna figure out. Of course, storyline, blah blah blah. But I mean, to do that for him, and then to see the wrestlers from WWE reach out, and for one for one week, you know, the entire wrestling world came together for yeah. for for Brody Lee. And when they did their Brody Lee night the other night, you're sitting there, and I'm watching this show, and they are highlighting talent that I've never even heard of, and these people are out there putting on amazing matches the athletes are great the storylines are great i mean aw is on fire right now they know what they're doing they're in touch with everybody um they need all the viewership they can get because um, can you imagine if wwe just unclenched for a second and allowed a crossover with impact in aew can you imagine fucking finn balor and aj styles showing up at a dynamite episode and then the Good Brothers and Young Bucks and Kenny Omega Russian, and they all do too sweet. Like the original Bullet Club coming together. Yeah. Can you That'd imagine the, the freaking geekgasm all wrestling fans would have if they saw that? Mm-hmm. But Vince doesn't want that. No. And, and it's too bad, because, I mean, my, yeah, I don't know. It That's... As soon as I saw uh, when you sh- sent me that text, as soon as I saw that the Good Brothers showed up and they did the two sweet, I was like, "Oh my god, there has to be a way to get AJ Styles and Finn Balor involved in this." Yeah. But I knew it I wasn't going to happen. Got- no, but it's just it's just really really cool that AEW is paying homage to 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 these factions. They're not pretending yeah. that they never other factions it. from like New Japan and Ring of Honor and you mm-hmm. know all these other. Speaking of which, have you watched that uh, that uh, Pro Wrestling Gorilla Blu-ray I, I let you borrow? Uh, parts of it. I watched the first two matches. Really Isn't good. Isn't it good? Man. I just like good wrestling. It's oh really good. Oh my god! Yes. It's so good, and you have all. And it, since it was like a, I don't know, like three or four years ago, I mean, you have all these names that are now big names. It was really cool to see them, quote unquote, at their start. Yeah, dude, it really is, and they got like uh, uh, Cody outside of WWE and uh, yep. uh, uh, fucking Adam Cole and Kim. It just it's, it's cool to see these things because for me, I never really got into New Japan. That wasn't really my thing. I just stayed with <clears throat> WWE and AEW. Has showed yep. me a lot more of that stuff and it's cool to go back and see where they came from and how they started and it's just it's awesome dude I mean I can't wait right till now, you get to the Zack Sabre Jr. match I mean that guy needs to be mm. a bigger name dude absolutely and, and, and I think that right now uh, AEW is going to be the one to give them those chances just like yeah. TNT and WCW yep. did with their cruiserweights and with all that kind of stuff so it's really 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 cool to see what they're doing and how they're doing it yeah. and I just hope they keep doing it I, I would not be surprised. Like, I would be shocked if Zack Sabre Jr. or Will Ospreay showed up in WWE, but I wouldn't be shocked if they showed up on AEW. I would be like, yep, this is what I expected because this is the this is the type of wrestling and the type of company, like you said, this was what WCW was doing with the Japanese and Mexican wrestlers and cruiserweights back yep. in the day. So I would absolutely yep. expect to see some shit like that. But <laughs> and I, I, we'll I see. think I think AEW, you know, people are like, oh, it's like a WCW 2.0. They're letting you know the talent run it, blah blah blah. Yes, but the difference is the talent that's there now. They've been other places, and they're not here because they were promised huge paychecks. They're here because they were promised freedom, and they don't want yeah. to end up like WCW. When you let them, when you let them run what they're doing. And give them the freedom to show that you can trust them. They don't have an ego. Their ego's checked at the door. That, yeah. That's why you have, uh, <coughs> uh, excuse me, a Darby Allen going over a Cody Rhodes for the TNT title because he's not looking at Darby Allen as like, oh, you don't fucking matter. I'm here to make more money than you, kid. He's like, yeah, yeah. man, because I can see something with you in three to four years. Yep. 
And it's just it, it's it, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. And I give Tony Khan and his family and everything all the respect for what they're doing with AEW. And they just showed the respect they have for the wrestling business with what they did for Brody Lee on their appreciation night. It's it's just cool to see Tony Gunn, who was basically a wrestling super fan, but he gets it. What because we've all had that had that fantasy, I guess, for if you will, of if we were the Booker suddenly one day, what we would do. We all armchair booked yeah. at some point. Well, Tony Khan gets to live out that fantasy, and he's he's basically doing it right. Do absolutely, and what I like that Tony Khan is doing now um, is he's not interjecting himself into storylines. He's not trying yes. to do that. He's just sitting behind the scenes, staying back. And I think that, you know, it worked for WWE in the front because Vince McMahon was the first to do it. And it yeah. worked a little bit, but, you know, look at Bischoff and with WCW and what happened with the storylines. Like, it just, you know, it fizzled out. So I think stay away from it. You can be on TV if you need to be, but don't. Just keep yourself out of it. Yeah. Keep yourself out of the limelight. Don't Vince Russo it and just have fun. Yep. Yep. All right, let's uh, let's move on to some gaming news. We don't have a ton of gaming news because we're going to do a recap of the year um, at the end of this, and I think that's going to take up quite a bit of time. But uh, this is big news, but not big news, sort of, this next thing. So Codemasters Racing, they're the ones that are behind your Dirt franchise. Your uh, Let's see, they do Dirt, they do Formula One. They do all these really, really good Simcade franchises that are not, you know, AAA tier like your Forzas or your Gran Turismos, but they're probably the next tier down. And then under them is, you know, maybe your burnouts or need for speeds or whatever. So Codemasters has been around. They're a UK-based company. They were the ones that did the Colin McRae rally games from way back in the day that I absolutely fucking loved. Um, EA bought them. So EA now owns some of the biggest racing franchises in gaming. Uh, Grid, Dirt, Formula One. These are now EA properties, which means very possibly these could all be coming to Game Pass. Oh, they will be coming to Game Pass yeah. because they're going to, I mean, because they have Forza uh, right now. And, I mean, that's really the only kind of racing thing they have. Uh, on Game Pass? Right? Yeah, pretty much yeah. that's it. So, it, yeah, so it's interesting. And a couple Need because, for Speed games. Yeah. Uh, Microsoft is fucking buying everything up, man. Um, I know. They can and they buy everything up. <laughs> yeah, they're going to become, they're going to become the Disney um, and it's going to fucking own everything. And there's nothing wrong with that because we've said they kinda, this They kind of have to because they're not going with exclusives. I mean, you have Sony putting out, you yes. know, AAA, Oscar-worthy, for lack of a better phrase, exclusives like Last of Us and Spider-Man mm-hmm. and whatever. And Microsoft is going in a different round. So what's the way to ensure that the competition can't do what they do is buy up any studios that the competition can use? Well, and this is where um, they're they're future proofing themselves. Microsoft is because they're like, look, man, you're going to buy our systems because they're going to focus on the hardware and the power. They don't have to focus on gaming. What do they? I mean, their exclusives are Halo, Forza, Gears, not a whole lot. So, of course, everybody. Yeah, everybody will go because you can go out. Right. Well, you can go out right now, buy yourself an Xbox Series S if you can find one, plug it in. and You're going to have access to thousands of games. That's it. And they don't care. They're gonna have it. You're gonna get your PlayStation, and this is I'm, uh, this is why I have my PlayStation. And when you get your PlayStation, you're gonna spend sixty dollars up to two hundred dollars for kits, and you're gonna get that for The Last of Us too. And then you're yep. gonna get that for Ghost, and you're gonna get that for Horizon, and you're gonna get that for Uncharted, and you're gonna get that for God of War, and for Spider Man, and you're gonna yep. get like you said these Oscar winning exclusives. So this makes sense that Microsoft is doing it because on the game front. 
they have nothing. Nothing, nothing, nothing. And we've said this before. There is not a fucking thing that I want to play on the Xbox that I can't play on the PlayStation. Yeah, there was no system seller. In fact, there was pretty much no exclusive. Everything was third party on launch. And I was totally okay yep. with that. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. And and what's cool that Xbox did, like they're taking these games and they'll take the older um, Codemasters games that they have and they'll upconvert them and make them so much nicer. Yep. Just like when I went through and I'm playing um, yep. auto HDR, uh, like 4K upconversion. Yes, it's just beautiful, beautiful, beautiful that the Xbox does that. They're upscaling their upconversion for games like just going back and playing old uh, Wolfenstein Old Blood. Like yeah, yeah, going through yeah. and playing that game that's like six years old, it looks amazing. Plays amazing. Fucking Geometry Sounds Wars amazing. looks better with auto HDR. Yeah. <laughs> it does, and it's just, and that's the system that every single person, if you're a gamer, every single person will have that game. That, I mean, that system. They'll have an Xbox because of because of these games right here. And I think it's cool, man. Big ups to EA for doing this. Um, I think it's, and I, again, I don't play Forza. I'm not a Forza guy, but I like more fun stuff like this, and this will yeah. be right up my alley. Are, uh, are you getting Hitman 3? Oh, yeah, because I bought Hitman 1 and 2, um, and I get them, I get them up to next gen for free and I'm getting the third. Uh which system are you getting Hitman 3 for? I'm uh, trying to decide. I think I I think I got them on the PlayStation. Okay. I, I the only reason why I'm leaning toward PlayStation is because um it'll have the haptics I assume. Yes. I, I whereas right whereas now. Xbox Series X has basically forgotten that they also have haptic feedback in their controllers. And they actually mm-hmm. were the first to do it with the Xbox One X. So they seem to have forgotten that. <laughs> but um, Dude, I'm leaning have. more towards my PS5 just because uh, I think it'll have the cool haptic feedback and, you know, adaptive triggers yeah. and all that. But at the same time, I have less storage on my PS5. So I'm kind of like, eh, yeah. I don't know. Well, see, tell me I got, I know that I bought them because I just don't remember where I, where I bought them. So wherever I bought them, I have to go on that system. And I'll let you know today. I'm going to look at it. Yeah, I remember you, know. you telling but, me you bought them and pre-ordered them and all that. So um, I'm yeah. curious. And, and I like I like those slow, methodical games where you kind of have to work your way out and think about things. And I love the Hitman games, Uncharted, Tomb Raider, stuff like that. So much fucking fun for me. But the, uh, Hitman 1 and Hitman 2 just look so good. They're yeah. so well done. Did like you see just, the trailer for Hitman 3 for the Dubai level that came out like a day or two ago? I Oh my god, I did. It is dude. it's beautiful, dude. <laughs> it, it's it's almost like IO Interactive went ray tracing. Let me show you something cool and retrace everything. Yeah. Retrace everything was shiny all. as shit. And so, I and I drank I the Kool-Aid. Yeah, dude. Oh my god. It, yeah, dude. I, I got it on PlayStation. So get it on the PlayStation because okay, I'm gonna tell you yeah. right now. Playing the first person shooter games, um, and I'll I'll triple check that when we get them. But playing the first person shooter games, playing Madden on the PlayStation with the haptic feedbacks when it's included, dude, it is so nice. It just oh, so like, what's playing? What, what are what's the haptic on uh, Madden? Just out of curiosity, because I have it on Xbox. So. so so Madden, whenever you're going to pass, you can feel the um, that you get the haptics on the controllers. So you can feel like the strength of the ball when you're throwing it. If you're getting blitzed, you can feel the rumble, so you know what side you're coming from. Oh and the shit! Controller when and when you're getting tackled, the controller will rumble different inside your hand with how you're getting tackled. It's just so it's that's so actually kind of game changing because if you can feel the direction of the blitz, you don't have to be looking out for it. Yeah, dude, it's that, it's oh, fantastic. It's and that's why and that's why I got it on Mad was for the haptics and playing Call of Duty for instance or not Call of Duty Borderlands, um, Borderlands Three the haptic feedback with the um, 
with gunplay is yeah. fantastic because you're put you got a different you're 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 literally your R2 trigger is different with the handgun with the shotgun with everything that you get That's it's just cool. different and it and it and it rumbles different inside your hand when you shoot the hot when you pull the um you got a pistol you pull the trigger it feels normal you pull a shotgun the trigger is hard to pull and you can feel it the pop for the trigger and it rumbles different inside your right hand it's just crazy See, that's funny. I, I used it the last generation. I bought all my third-party games on Xbox because it was the more powerful powerful system. And <laughs> I, did the same I, thing. I assumed it would be the same thing going into this generation because, you know, the Series X is marginally more powerful than the PS5, whatever. I thought I would yeah. be purchasing all my third-party games on my Xbox. But, I mean... If Xbox doesn't get their shit together and start utilizing their haptic tr- uh, feedback and adaptive triggers more, then yeah. it, it's going to be an easy decision which third-party you know games I buy on what system because I'm going to have an additional layer of interactivity on the PlayStation Five. Yep. I mean, and and it's there. It really and it's so so well done. I don't it think is. anybody expected it. I think PlayStation can. I think Xbox. I think, lack of a better word, Xbox won't invest much time into that because Xbox also likes to be the system for everybody. They have like their giant controllers for, um, you know, people uh, in wheelchairs. People don't have hand like they they try to oh, build the, yeah, all these the, other uh, kind the, of contr- the adaptive controller or whatever it's called. Yeah, the adaptive control. Yeah, so so you know, with that, I, I think that Xbox tries to focus on again something for everyone, yeah. and PlayStation again just wants to add that extra special layer. Yeah. Which for Microsoft, they're like, yeah, we can invest a couple, you know millions of dollars and to get a new controller or we can just buy this dirt franchise and buy out our competition <laughs> yeah uh let's but, move on to yeah, the next dude, thing um yeah. gotham knights did you read about the gameplay details i'm looking at it right now and it's kind of so cool. it, it can be played four players but the developers said look we intended for this game to be played with two player co-op the, the, this is the this is the best experience you're gonna have now granted this does not mean you can't play a solo they did say you can play a solo and yes you can switch between all four characters but not on the fly you have to go back to the belfry to switch characters now Mm -hmm. that's all fine and good the coolest thing about this entire article that i read about is that say i pick batgirl and i spend an hour running around gotham doing you know missions as batgirl and then i go back and switch to robin robin's level will be where Batgirls was when you left off. They said, if you're choosing one character to run around the game as, the other three characters aren't just sitting around the Belfry with their thumbs up their asses. They're also out in the city doing stuff and leveling up alongside you, which is the best news yeah. I've heard. Because I that, fucking hate games where I have to switch characters and my, like the Avengers. I, I'm, I'm level yep. like, I'm level like what? 100 something with Ms. Marvel. But when I go back and I have to play with Cap, he's level like 12. That's a huge, yeah, huge problem. It sucks. Yeah. So yeah. No, and I like that. News. I like that, dude. That's fantastic news. And I also like, too, that they're trying to make more of a story-driven multiplayer game as opposed to a multiplayer yes. get on there and just shoot a bunch of shit game. So I think that's cool because there there is a game that EA has. It's called uh, Escape, I think it is, or Escape 2. Um, um, yes, escape, and it's a multiplayer online game where you have to try to escape huh. from prison and work together. <clears throat> and that's like the only other one of these that I've ever heard of. And I think this is cool because there's a lot of good stories that you can play that are compelling, yeah. that that are great with two players. Where you know, like you play The Last of Us, or when you're doing Uncharted, you know, you got your brother running around with you, and you have to work together. That would be cool to do that as multiplayer. It just it just makes sense. 
I assume you're going to get it on PlayStation 5 for the haptics, which I am. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so we're going to play together. I call Nightwing. Okay, fine. Fine. I'm going to Shark. What? Uh, yeah, I'm going to I'll just take... I'm going to Batgirl. That sounds good. Yeah. Because she has the purple costume, the purple and yellow in this one, right? It, yep, and it looks absolutely amazing, and uh, I'm going to pick Nightwing because of that ass. <laughs> yeah, fine, fine, fine. Yeah, dude, I, I'm kind of excited for this game, dude. And, and again, with, with the controller on PlayStation 5, it has built-in communication, so if you don't have a headset, you don't have to worry about it. You can still play and talk to people. Oh, that's right. I completely forgot about that because I've had my microphone muted ever since the day I got it. Yeah, but no, it's so cool. That's like, cool, that's cool. Yeah, so, I, so I bought those earbuds for fucking nothing. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I bought the earbuds to play Avengers one time with you, and then I never touched them again. <laughs> yeah, I got, I, got, I got these super nice lucid ones that I don't ever use, so it's okay. Yep. Yeah, that's all right. That's all right. All right. Shall we talk about 2020? Yeah, we got a little bit of time. Because I don't start? know what the fuck happened in 2020, but... But it happened, and it just we seemed like as we progressed through the air, as we progressed through the year, it just got worse and worse. And I'm not just talking about gaming or movies or any of the shit we normally talk about. I'm talking about life in general. It just, just got just weirder. In, just in California alone, we went through COVID, wildfires, fire evacuations, unbreathable air, lightning storms, civil unrest, uh, which which happened everywhere. To be fair, so yeah. Yeah, civil unrest. Um, let's see. The we fuck, were doing dude, great with COVID, and now not so yeah. great. Or apparently, now, our now, ICU now capacity is like three percent. Twenty twenty is a year. Did you? <laughs> yes. Gotta interrupt. Did you see that Match dot com commercial with Satan? Oh my God! With Satan in twenty twenty. Yes. Yep. Or two zero oh, two zero. That, uh, call me twenty twenty. Yeah. I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh, it was. It was the best commercial that could have been done. It's great. I would never skip that commercial. (laughs) No, 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 no. And it's so funny. And I think Ryan Reynolds wrote it too, which is even better. It's just funny shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had something. My favorite part is that Satan looks like how you would imagine Satan from Diablo. Dude, it looked like Satan from from Tenacious D is what it looked like. I was like, dude, this Satan just looks (laughs) badass. Yeah. Oh, and at the end, so where he's like, oh, "I funny. wish this year wouldn't end," as the freaking meteors are hitting. It's the meteors are at the bridge, and the meteors are just <laughs> crashing down. Everything else. Oh, oh dude, man. it's it's a fantastic. It, it, that's a good fucking match. That's a good commercial, dude. By the way, that fuck right there match. was the best com. way. Fuck match.com because back in the day, like a year or two ago, I I was talked into signing up for six months, which is not cheap, by the way. And then uh, they had a deal where they were like, look, uh, we're, we're running this deal. If you sign up for a six-month subscription, if you're not yeah. matched up by the end of six months, we'll give you another six months free. And I was like, all right, well, that seems like a pretty cool deal. So I went on Match.com, you know, did the profile and everything. Had, like, one date. <laughs> never matched up with anyone. And at the end of the six months, I was like, okay, I'm ready for my re-up, my free re-up. And they were like, oh, yeah. no, we, we decided to cancel that program. So you're being charged for another six months. It's already done. Those I was like, wait, what? Fuckers. No, because I have the original thing here that says, you know, I get the free six months. They were like, nope, not honoring it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's dirty. Yep. 
Dude, which so is kind of turned me off to the whole like, online dating thing, especially if you have to pay. Because now I'm like, mm, I kind of got about, what fucked about e by Match. Huh? What about uh, the other ones? eHarmony. I don't know. About, if, um, if, if I have to time. pay to oh, use it, then, then I don't really want to do it anymore. The most action I got in the six months was being fucked by Match.com. You should try going on Parlor. There's a lot of weirdos out there. <laughs> I'm not that desperate, dude. Uh, all right. Yeah, good point. I do draw the line somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> That's It's a very thin line, and it's pretty far back, but it's definitely yeah, drawn. I mean, at it's this point in my there. life, at this point in my life, I would let a lot slide, but not that. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, 2020, man. Where do we even begin? I mean, we don't need to get super deep in the weeds because everybody lived through it, no matter where you are in the world. I have a friend right now that's in the UK, and I mean, look what they're dealing with, you know? Yeah. Well, but meanwhile, what, what you know, I'm they're hoping... having fucking concerts in Taiwan, so I don't know. <laughs> well, this is this this just goes to show how American 2020 was, is that WWE spent all their time and money and focus building digital screens so everybody yep. could watch wrestling virtually, and Japan spent all their time and focus to get people to stay home and wear masks, and they were able to do Wrestle Kingdom 12 in front of tens of thousands of people in a stadium. Yep. To be fair, so, and I understand, there's two reasons why it works in places like Japan and South Korea and yeah, Taiwan absolutely. and all that. To be absolutely. fair, two reasons. Number one, they're not as dumb as us. You know, yes. they trust, I don't know, a little thing called science. And number two, they were already mass cultures to begin with. We mm-hmm. all laughed at them for decades and decades. Oh, look at these silly people with their masks on the subway. But they kind of got the last laugh because they're fucking having concerts right now in Wrestle Kingdom. And we're not. <laughs> yep. And we're dealing and, and we're dealing with a three percent ICU capacity right now. Yes, so. I have a feeling that uh, that we're going to get there. It's going to happen. It's going to take us some time, but we're going to get there. And uh, it's just it's crazy to see it, you know, yeah. to see that happening to be able to see that. It's just so jealous to to see that I'm happening. So jealous and, because the Molly Crew concert I'm supposed to go to, I'm positive is not going to happen. I was supposed to go see Post Malone March 19th. I remember. And, and everything went on lockdown March 16th. They canceled the yep. concert the 18th. And I was like, come on! Yep. They, so, they rescheduled I mean, like, the... I, uh, it's Motley Crue, Def Leppard, Poison, and Joan Jett. It's the sort of thing yeah, where want, I'm going to get want, to see this once in my lifetime. You know? Yeah. And they postponed yeah. it to September 2021. And I'm looking at the state of the country right now. I'm like, yeah, I'm not going in September 2021 because they're going to have to cancel it again. And then by 2022, yep. I promise you, you know, someone in Miley Crew is going to have an OD. Oh, and of I course. won't get to see them ever again. Because they can go travel in other countries and do music, just not America. They could, but I'm not going to freaking France just to see the Miley Crew. Well, then you're missing out because they have great wine. Well, this is true. This is true. Maybe I will go to France. Fuck that, huh? <laughs> no, you know hey, what though? You know what though? It's not just an American it. thing. If you look at the trends that are going on with how countries are dealing with COVID, it's a Western civilization thing. It is. Because it, it, all it of Europe is. all of America, Europe, and all, all these Western, you know, quote first world countries were better than everyone else. Well, when it comes to a pandemic, apparently we're not because all the freaking Asian countries and stuff, they're fine. No, well, that's because so, they're not, they're I don't not get spending it. all. Well, they're not trying to spend all their time to make their country number one and the best in the world. They're just trying to keep their country safe. So, right, you know, I don't, I don't see any Taiwanese storming their capital. Well, no, why not? You know, because 
Oh boy! Oh boy! Oh you know boy. what's funny about Taiwan though? Since since my parents are my, my parents are Chinese, but they you know they left. Our my family left and went to Taiwan with the whole communist takeover thing happened and all that jazz. So yeah. they're essentially culturally from Taiwan. And every every couple of years, you'll see like their Congress in Taiwan doing their you know elections and all that, and it always boils down to like a slap fight in the chambers, and it's the greatest thing. <laughs> <laughs> that was in the movie The Cat in the Hat. Remember, she's like, "Let's watch Taiwanese Parliament," and they're all fucking, they're fighting, and she's, oh, that's my. right, yeah. <laughs> oh my oh, god, man. oh, that's so, funny. I, don't know, I just man. We'll, go ahead. Yeah, was, 2020 was a bitch cocksucker fuck of a year, man, and it just needs to go away. And 2021 has not started off any better. And from, from I wild told fires, everyone so. Air to 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 fucking. To, to fucking, oh my god, to raiding the state capitol, to, to movies being delayed, to, to people dying, to death, to everything you could think of. It's just been one shit fuck ton of a year. And and I, I'm glad it's gone. 2021 is already off to a terrible start. So I just like to think that this is 2020.5. And it'll Dude, eventually If you had told away. me in December of last year, which was only a few weeks ago, but if you had, if you had said, hey, um, 2021's coming, and you know, we all know realistically it's not going to get better right away. What do you think is the worst that could happen? I would never have said, oh, within the first week, an attempted coup. I would never have said Dude, that. No, but you know what, though? If they say that if, if you don't know your history, you're doomed to repeat yourself. And if we look at what happened January 3rd, 2019, uh, America forces did a drone strike on uh, al-Baghdadi, who's a very bad guy. He's a monster. Now he's not anymore because he's dead. And we almost started World War III. So, and that didn't work. So why not just try to start smaller and have your own civil war? Yeah, seriously. And, you know, that – it's <laughs> – that phrase, if you don't know your history, you're doomed to repeat it, is so relevant today. It's always relevant because, you know, just of the quote itself. But it is so relevant oh, yeah. now because everything we're seeing happen in this country has happened. It's in the history books. Yep. And, 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 it, and you it, know, it's, it's, like, it's like we just want to go through like a greatest hits of the 1800s or something. And there's nothing wrong with appreciating your history, but I would much rather prefer to make history. So, you know, and it's not okay in this to, way either. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. And it's OK to look at your past and realize, hey, man, things weren't the best and we've grown from that and we've changed. So we should have we should look and we should give different people different honors. We should give people, you know, we should you know, name a base after somebody who wasn't a Confederate person. Maybe not change names, but maybe give somebody, a, you know, change, change, a, change a different bit. You know, do something. Make yeah. sure that take the Disney approach. Make make everything inclusive, because when you look <laughs> at America, America, America just has. Everybody, we're a giant melting pot. We were built off of immigrants. We were built off the backs of slaves. We were built off the back of, off of, of white supremacy. We were built off of the elite. We were built off of conspiracy theories. All of this is a part of our history. Yes. Does that make it right? Not Fuck if you're no. in a certain should, half of the no, country. <laughs> should, right. Should we get rid of this and just try to fucking forget it? No. We need to learn from it. But should we praise it? Should we honor it? Fuck no. We should not praise it. We should not honor it. We should not sit there and praise somebody who would not who looked at a human being and figured there were three fifths of a person because they look different. 
That person should get no respect and no praise. It just doesn't Isn't make any sense. Isn't it insane that Andrew Jackson is still on the $20 bill? It is. And, and you know, yeah, you've done great things, but you've also done horrible things. And that's about cancel culture and blah, blah, blah. And this is where, like, I don't agree with cancel culture. You can't cancel everything. It's just you, you, yeah, you're, I you're completely agree with you there. Yeah, cancel you're culture has gotten out of hand, and it's kind of a joke now. But, yeah, I agree with you right. there. It, it is, and I hate it, and everybody wants to cancel everything. And this is – see, y'all going to end up canceling everything, and then we're going to end up wearing silver jumpsuits because clothes are going to become offensive. Then we're going to have to shave yep. our heads. Then we're not going to be able to have genitalia. Then we're just going to turn into the little gray aliens that landed here. Do you want to be little gray aliens? Because that's how you get little gray aliens. Don't do that. I think I think that worst case scenario of what cancel culture has become is what conservatives think of liberals. <laughs> Like I'm thinking and, and right you know now, it's our like, own damn fault. Mm-hmm. You there? Well, I think we lost connection again, Mr. Josh. Yeah, you're here. No, oh, that's weird. We just cut out for a little bit. I wasn't able. Yeah, to hear. Anyways, I'm, I'm glad. We're yeah, back. It did, it, yeah. <clears throat> now everything was good. I heard you for a second, then it cut out, and I was like, "Oh, we're gonna hang out." Hey, at least we didn't have to reestablish connection. So. That's good. No, we're good. Yeah. I, I'm. So what were you saying? Oh, I. You know what? It's. I'm getting all worked up. Uh, let me just. Let What's me that? just put a bookend on this episode with this. In 2021, can I please see the new James Bond movie? That's all I want. <laughs> Let's start yeah, there. Thanks. Let's start yeah. with the new James Bond movie. Let's play Gotham Knights together. Let's hope you yeah. know we get a handle on this virus and can start reopening things like in the East. But just, yes. I want to see the fucking Bond movie. And and also, look back on 2020, and it, it was a terrible, just terrible year. But we got great movies. We've got new streaming platforms. We've got better reach to to internet and to resources than we've ever had. There yeah, are we got so new many consoles. E- Right, we have we have new gaming. We we are blown away by technology. We have we now it is now more convenient than ever for anybody in this country. I mean, not anybody in this country because clearly not, but for anybody to to get groceries and have them delivered if they don't feel safe going yeah. out or being able to get what you want. And and we we've seen so many positive changes happen in 2020 that we cannot be remiss to think that everything was bad. Was it shitty? Yes. Was it terrible? Yes. Was it the worst year we're gonna have on record? More than likely, it's going to be up there in the top five. But we had so many positive changes. At least changes. in our we started this, Right. We started this podcast last year. I was able to work from home. And while it sucked being yeah. here every single day because you, you, you lose your mind because you're stuck into these small paces, I got to watch my kids grow up and be here with them. Yeah, and, you know, you I got get to, to be, be here every things. second with my kids. I mean, even though they're only right. half the time, it's more time than I would have had if I were out. Right. Like I would have been on the road last year, you know, six and a half months, seven months traveling for work. Yeah. And I would have missed all the stuff that I would have been here for. So there's so much cool to it and being able, again, to have this podcast and play more video games and watch more movies. So I'm just hoping that we can take into 2021 the positive shit. Keep focusing on good stuff. Don't fuck, stay off Twitter sometimes. Put the fucking phone down. Play a video <laughs> game. If you, if you haven't, if you haven't in a long time, man. Download a Pac-Man. Just download Pac-Man. Buy yourself an old school fucking joystick console somewhere. Get it off eBay for a hundred bucks. It's got thirty thousand games on it. Put up your TV and play Pac-Man for five hours. Just yeah. Nintendo you know, Game and Watch is back with the original Mario. Get that. 
Yeah. Like, I mean, just, you know, find stuff that you can do in 2021 <clears throat> to make yourself happy. Be creative. Be be fun. Be spunk. Whatever, man. Like, last year sucked. Don't let that shit be into this year and try to focus on positive, man. We're going to get a new God of War. We're going to get a new James Bond. We're going to get WandaVision in five days. We're going to get the Dude, Loki TV right. series. We're going to get Winter and Falcon here. We're going to get the Paper Girls is getting made. We're going to get an Amazon Lord of the Rings TV show. We're going to get fucking Justice League the Snyder Cut. There's so much positive just in pop geek culture alone yep. to keep us happy for the next five or six months. And I'm really glad you a, like Paper Girls, by the way. <laughs> oh, it's so good. So good. Um, you know, it's just, dude, 2021 is going to be fun. Just buckle up. Hold on, man. We're going to hear about aliens in about five months. So yep. let's just roll with this. Yep. And let's take our lessons from uh, Star Trek First Contact and not Independence Day. <laughs> please. Please. Our Mars Attacks. No doubt. <laughs> I fucking love that movie. Oh, man. All right. I think that just about wraps it up for today. It was, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm glad to be back, Josh. I'm glad to have jumped on for Dude. the past two hours with you. I kind of needed it. Yeah, absolutely, man. And, guys, we promise we will be more on schedule with our podcasts. Yep. Blame the holidays. I do. Absolutely. And don't forget, WandaVision is in five days. Five days. And from what I hear, it's been getting rave reviews so far. I'm very much looking forward to it. I read one headline that said Paul Bettany is a comedic genius on this show, and that's it. That's good enough Excellent. because anybody who's followed Paul Bettany's career knows that he is very, very, very funny British comedian. Yep. Uh, not comedian, very co- comedic actor. And <laughs> his older roles of him just being funny and being himself are great. I, I can't wait for this. Yep. So, everyone, buckle up. We'll be back in two weeks. And uh, my name is Tony. You guys all know this, I hope, after, like, two years of me doing this. Uh, you Holy can follow shit, me on Twitter Tony? at ToneZone81, T-O-N-E-Z-O-N-E-8-1. Mr. Josh. My name is Josh. You should know this. If not, well, now you know. And you can follow me on Twitter <laughs> at BruceBain66. All right. And we will see you guys next time. Later, Gators. Later, Gators.